0: Alright, I'm going to level with you. This is one of the weirdest games I've ever been requested to ruminate on. And I've been requested to ruminate on a text adventure before. But at least it was a text adventure I, you know, had some understanding and experience with. And could look up stuff on. I couldn't find jack about this game. In fact, I had to clarify what the game was with the requester. Because I couldn't find it at first to go play through it for the rumination. It's like, I... Where is it? Oh, here it is. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's a point-and-click adventure game. No, no it isn't. <laughs> this is not a point-and-click adventure game. And I think that's one of the biggest things that need to be known if you want to try it for yourself. Uh, this is a puzzle game. And I don't mean like Zelda puzzles. And I don't mean like point-and-click adventure puzzles. I mean puzzle puzzles. I mean this is when you go to an area and it's like, okay, here's the, the constellations, or here's the, the you know, the... Uh, I can't even think of it right now. I wrote it down. Uh, the, the periodic table, and here's how you play on a piano. Solve for X. This is exactly what I mean when I talk about what a game is when it's designed towards puzzle puzzles. Which I usually don't cover puzzle puzzle games because I'm not actually fond of them myself. And I gave this game a pretty serious effort at just playing it normally. And then gave up completely and just started using a walkthrough. Thankfully, there was a walkthrough. Otherwise, I have no idea what I would have done here. I found one walkthrough on a Steam Group's things. That helped. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, if you like puzzle puzzles, this has a lot of puzzle puzzles. And they are extremely brutal and utterly unforgiving. And if that's your thing, that's awesome. That is not my thing. I don't like puzzle puzzles. So, I found myself just going... For a lot of periods of time. In fact, I was, if I might be so bold, I was barely paying attention to the story at first because I was so distracted by them. Thankfully, the walkthrough helped with that a little bit. The game also did two things one of which was right, and one of, excuse me, one of which was wrong, and one of which could have been right. Um, The game's font is minuscule. Now, normally when I'm playing a game for anything, I, I do it in windowed mode so I can have something else up on the side. Uh, either for looking up, for chatting, or for, you know, just my own entertainment to help me keep distra- uh, distracted. To help me keep focused. I couldn't do that. I had to play this game in full screen, which is something I basically never do. Because it was the only way to read the font. It was, like, this big on my screen, that full screen. It was insane. And the font they chose was kind of stylized, which is nice. But also, okay, is that... like It took a while for me to realize it's actually Malthus and not Malphias? I kept assuming there was an I there, because it looked like there was an eye there until... Whatever. I also... So the thing that they almost did right was the fact that there's no inventory. Now, earlier on, that's great, and I was really impressed with that in the first several sections of the game. What I mean by that is... In order to solve some of the puzzles, you need to, you know, grab X and drag it to Y. I mean, that makes sense, right? So it's like, okay, there, and then there. And because you have no inventory, there's only you. I mean, you're basically possessing something and hovering it over here. So your mobility is limited to one thing. And, of course, that thing has to still apply physics. Can't go through doors, can't go through the walls, you know. So you have to find a path for it to figure out how to get it there. This actually adds to some cool stuff. Uh, One of the more memorable things for me was the, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but the lift, the like servant's lift thing, where you can get it into there and take it down in order to get it to the lower level. That was nice. I liked that. The problem was the further into the game you get, the, the more it's clear that they didn't quite map out everything, and the dragging stuff around thing becomes more of a feature of backtracking than actual gameplay. And as I've talked about many times, there's a difference between good backtracking and bad backtracking, and this is a very clear example of bad backtracking, where you just are going back through the area you just went through with no new interactions and no new stuff to do or think about. It's just, all right, keep going. So that's the game. Not really something I would personally recommend. Let's talk about the story. Let me go ahead and say that I'm not really into the occult. I know that sounds like a weird sentence since I'm really into things like Final Fantasy, but Final Fantasy is not the occult. No, seriously, Final Fantasy is a setting in which magic is a thing. This is the occult. This is a mundane type of look at a normal situation in which you summon demons and bind them in ways that don't logically make sense because Cthulhu-y, right? (laughs) That's, That's the occult. Not my thing. Never has been. So that kind of didn't help my uh, playthrough as I was going through this. What also didn't help is the fact that this is a mystery. You are trying to figure out who and what you are and why you're here. And you find out that uh, Alexander, I think, I'm still not sure. I've got a list of names and thoughts by them, and none of this is conclusive. I had a, <laughs> the, the way the game presents its information is very piecemeal. And if I could be completely blunt... It completely lost me. There are so many reasons, uh, so many times when I look at that, I was like, wait, who? And I look at my notes, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know, it doesn't help that some of the, the closest thing to actual exposition you get is from Malthus, the bird, the demon. And then everything else is just inferences, some of which is actively inaccurate information. So it's like, hmm, you know. I... <laughs> which brings me to my next point. This feels like a classic ghost story, for bad and for good. A classic ghost story is, you know, it starts off as a a relatively ordinary tale, and then things start to go wonky and weird, and then the mystery is developed, and then the mystery is solved, and pretty much at the moment the mystery is solved, things go very badly for everyone involved. Even in the good ending, uh, which I had the walkthrough, so I did manage to get to, Uh, even in the good ending, you get to the point where it's like, all right, I have succeeded, and that means that I'm stuck here, uh, probably forever, as the demon is loosed and goes off to be free, and my children are bound to objects here forever, dependent upon what that actually means. You know, it's kind of that whole ironic punishment thing. In other words, and I've always felt this way uh, personally from a literary perspective, a classic ghost story has a lot of parallels to classic Greek tragedy. Uh, very similar construction and the idea of the people, you know, the, the protagonists, the heroes actually causing their own downfall and ultimately finding their ultimate, their fate, which is terrible. And there was a very strong undercurrent of you shouldn't challenge what is beyond your kin, which is also very classic Greek. There's actually a line, and this one line stuck with me more than any other line of dialogue in the entire game. Mankind is made for one purpose only. This is something Malthus says to you. He doesn't clarify what that purpose is. He just says, Mankind is made for one purpose only. That's incredibly insidious when you think about it. Especially since the implication is so obvious despite the fact that what it actually means could be any number of different things. Mankind is meant to serve. Mankind is meant to die. Mankind is meant to fodder. Whatever you want to take on that, all of it's bad. And then... (laughs) Jesus. The idea of... The idea of the scientist who... I mean, this is almost a Frankenstein story, isn't it? Uh, Dr. Frankenstein you know, using forbidden knowledge and magic and the occult and the powers of science and understanding and research to finally find the one true method to, a, to living beyond our ken. Yes! Uh, no. No, you get to be a ghost who is a spirit, and they get to be whatever the hell they are, and you're screwed forever. Congratulations! Now, this is where I get really awkward, because I don't have anything else to say about this. I, I, I have my notes here about comparing it to Greek tragedy. I have my notes about it being a glow story. Um, I have my notes about Malthus. I don't have anything else to share. It was actually a fairly short game, all things considered. And <laughs> granted, I was using a walkthrough. But it's, it's just a bunch of puzzle puzzles with a narrative connecting them. A ghost story narrative connecting them. So, I got nothing. I hope you've enjoyed my incredibly short, incredibly terrible rumination, and I will see you guys next time.